Blog Talk Radio. Hello, good morning, good morning. Welcome once again to Free on the Inside Ministry. I'm your humble host, Minister Joel Lewis, and you're listening to another exciting episode of Free on the Inside, a program to encourage you, to challenge you, and to just call you out to be all you could be, amen? And I love this. I love the thought of it being free on the inside because there's a lot of things that would hold us hostage. There's a lot of things that just kept me at bay. But when I knew that who set me free, when I knew that God, through his son Jesus, allowed me to be free, not the, not the freedom that led me to live a life that's pleasing to myself, but living a life that's pleasing to God. You know, the scripture put it like this, that your freedom it's been given to you. Don't use it as an opportunity to do evil, but as an opportunity to do good. I want you to do good. How do you go about doing good? By knowing what price that you had to pay to, uh, to get your freedom. How you lost some things, eh? you know? How you fell short of some things. Those are some things that we can never recover. We may have recovered them, but just not about the hardship and the calamity and the chaos that it may have brought about. Your family being, or you know, uh, you've been separated from your family, loss of a job, and at least I go on. We know what it's like. But that freedom that I'm talking about, it comes from above. That freedom comes available for you and I. That freedom is uh, is able to allow us to do what we're uh, able to do it for Christ Jesus. I welcome you once again to this uh, morning program. I like to say, uh, call it a food for thought, morning matter. You know, morning matter. Let God feed you from on high. Listen to what he had to say. You know, uh, Hebrews 4 and 2 put it like this. Uh, well, we all have heard the good news proclaimed to us, but but we did not heed the message because we found that message had no value. But some of us did not believe in that faith that that message brought about. And I want you to know that, you know, that word is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. You know, and I was just thinking to, uh, you know, I do a uh, men's session once a week. And we are a group of men. If we come together, we talk about the things that are that are, that we're facing on a day-to-day basis. We got a little prayer journal going on, and we t- uh, write down the things that we've been praying about. And sometimes uh, some of the guys share it, and it's okay to share your prayer vision and your prayer desire with other people, just to measure yourself and see where God is taking you. And we know that prayer is a personal thing, but what a joy it is to share with someone else. Hey, I prayed on some things, and God brought it together. I prayed on some things, and God fixed it. I prayed on some things, and God, he He told me that that wasn't the right way to go, and I went in a different direction. What are you praying on, and what are you willing to share with someone else about the things that you're praying on? You know, the scripture said Daniel prayed on some things in the book of Daniel. It said Daniel prayed on some things, and it was it took some time before the thing came out. They said almost a month, and he prayed and he prayed and he fasted on those things. And God sent him a, a word, sent him a word of comfort, and he said, "Hey, Daddy, from the very from the very first time you prayed on that situation, I heard you and I answered your prayer. But because of the warfare that we fight, and your prayers was hindered for a season, it was delayed. And I got to thinking, man, you know, we've been praying on some things that we may not." see them coming about in our time frame, but God is still working on. And I and I was just thinking just the other day when I doing our men's session, one guy we was talking about prayer. One uh one of the uh members brought up a participants in a prayer uh group here. He brought he said, Man, I prayed on some things and I just don't see them happening right now. I said, Well, okay, uh 
you know, uh, prayer takes time. How long have you been praying? He said, I just started praying yesterday. I said, really? I said, you know, you have to kind of, uh, you have to believe in what you pray for, and then you have to have patience. I thought about Hebrews. I told him about Hebrews. You know, Hebrews 11 said, now prayer is the substance things hope for, the evidence of things I see. You know, you have to wait on those things. You have to believe those things. And I asked him, I said, do you believe? He said, I kind of sort of. I said, wait a minute, this thing ain't gonna work. I said, just take a, you know, just think about it. If you wanted a, a meal and you decide to go to a drive-through restaurant, you make your order, you make your request, and in that drive-through restaurant, there may be several cars ahead of you, you know, and you have to wait. But your order is being prepared. Your order is being fixed just for you. They cannot give your order to the to a, a, the car in front of you, and they can't give it to the one behind you. That order is just for you. Your prayer your petition, your desire is tailor-made just for you. And sometimes it may take a while. Sometimes you go to drive-thru and they tell you, wait a minute, you're not ready yet. Pull over here and, you know, and wait a few more minutes and we'll bring it out to you. And that's the way prayer is in our life. I want you to know that your prayers have been worked on. Your prayers have been it's been it's been August, uh, set up just for you. And so you have to be very mindful of those things there. And so don't try to don't rush it. Just let God work these things out in his life. And the and the young man that I was talking to, and he said, Well, you know, I, I really I, I know what you're talking about, but I'm impatient. And I said, Well, you know, so you have to pray for that patience. You have to pray for that understanding. Remember that Hebrews said, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things I see. Sometimes we do not see these things manifested. But you have to believe in these things, and you have to work toward these things. It's like a job. If you wanted a job, you can pray on a job, and you can ask God to lead you and, and show you favor as you go out pursuing this job. The job is out there for you. A job is out there for you, but you have to go and position yourself for that job. You have to make yourself available for that job. How do you go about doing that for this particular job that you have a desire for? by educating yourself on the job that you're seeking, by presenting yourself suitable to the inter- to the interviewer about the job that you uh, that you have a desire for. That's a process. And in prayer, there's a process. In faith, there's a process. You know, these things just don't happen without your, uh, without your input. You know, Jesus asked people from time to time, as he encounters, he said, do you believe this here? Do you want this here? I think so much of the man on the on the uh, road to uh, uh, Jericho, you know, with a blind man, and Jesus met him on the road to uh, to Jericho. You know, blind boy males, and he said, uh, you know, blind boy males positioned himself. I love that story in the Bible. I love that. That's in Mark uh, forty. Uh, I think it's forty forty nine. Mark ten. I'm sorry, Mark ten forty two through fifty. And he said that he positioned himself. And this blind man had enough determination, had enough belief, and had enough willpower to position himself. Yes, he may have some friends that help him sit there uh, waiting on Jesus to come through and stuff. And he may have, uh, you know, been, it may have been his regular routine to sit on the road because the road was heavily traveled. And, and he would be up to asking for arms and asking for assistance. But today he was looking for something that would last him. He would look for something that wouldn't perish. He looked for something that wouldn't fade away. He looked for something that wouldn't lose its value. He was looking to be made whole. And they said that he positioned himself. 
And I got to thinking, what are you and I doing to position ourselves to, for a breakthrough, positioning ourselves to be blessed? You can't bless yourself, but you can put yourself in that position to be blessed. Going back to the job search, you want a job, you got to position yourself to be hired. You got to position yourself to be desirable. You want a mate, you got to position yourself for someone to see that you are uh, a suitable to be a mate to present uh, yourself to someone that let's uh, see your desire to be uh, spending an eternity with. You have to position yourself. And in life, as we go through life, we have many opportunities to be successful, many opportunities to uh, to achieve th- things, but we position ourselves. As you listen to this program over the past few years, you'll hear different uh, interviews and podcasts. So we brought men and women on here to tell you about how to position yourself, how to make the best of, a, of the situation you're in. Uh, I think so much of a, a writer, Miguel, he's no longer with us. He's, he passed, but he was so uh, he was such a blessing to this program. And Miguel was saying, finishing in four, finishing college in four years. And he was telling me that a lot of times the uh, desire is to finish in four years, but some people end up spending uh, eight years, 12 years going to school when they could have just in a short period of time. Why? Because they didn't take it uh, the right classes and the right sequences. And sometimes they dropped out because of financial woes or whatever it may be. But he said that it is possible to finish that uh, that course in four years. And he was giving us some things that we should be aware of. He was giving us some tools that we could use in order to uh, be better equipped. And those things are still important right today. That podcast is at least five years old. But today, those principles are still being used today. Each year, we hear about students graduating from high school, going to college. They go to college with the intent of finishing X number of years. Here you look up now, and they've been going to school on and off for 10 years, on and off for 12 years, when they could have finished it in a short period of time. Sometimes, because of the things that we face, you know, family issues, personal issues, health issues, whatever it may be. But they did finish it, and they did accomplish their goal. I'm saying that that you can position yourself to be successful, and you can accomplish your goal, whether you do it at the allotted time or you do it later. You know, it will, you know, you can be successful. And prayer is like that, too. You know, and I like to think, you know, I talk to our beers about uh, about uh, structuring their life and the goals that they pursue. You know, we talk about short-term goals in our business group. And we talk about long-term goals. You know, I think about prayer like that sometimes. You've got a short-term prayer that you won't have taken care of right now, but you also got long-term prayer. I think about it. You know, prayer just isn't just blanket everything. Sometimes we got prayer. Hey, God, I got this issue right now. I need you to help me with this issue right now. But my prayer in the future that I become stable. I have a, 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 a family. I watch my kids grow, and I'm able to send them to college. I'm able to help them start their career. That's a long-time uh, prayer goal right there. Have you ever thought about that? Yes, you want to pray for, oh, I need I need this taken care of right now. And those are short-term prayers. And God hears you, and he's working on those things. But he also working on those long-term things. God, I pray for health and strength for my family members. I pray that you watch over my kids my grandkids. Those long-term prayers. I pray, dear Lord, that you give them 
civility in their life, that you let no hurt, hunger, danger fall upon them. That's long-term prayer, amen. Ain't just for that night. That's for the weeks and months to come. Watch over them, God. Don't let them do anything that will separate them from you. Keep their mind stable. Let them be the person that you need them to be. And we know we make, we make foolish mistakes. You know, you look at the Bible, you see men and women of faith and commitment and the love of God and his son, Jesus, and they made some foolish mistakes. Ask Peter. Peter told Jesus, 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 I will never leave you. Lord, forsake you. Now, I'm going to be right there with you. <laughs> and Jesus told he said, Peter, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, just in a few hours from now, you're going to deny me. He said, no, nah, I know. He said, yes, you will. He knows our beginning. He knows our end. So when we fall short of the things that we profess that we know about Christ Jesus, we, you know, and I'm going to say, I'm going to put it like, don't make it plain, because no, it's no Superman. There's no superhuman being. We all fall short and we get weak and we want to hold, hold our head down. We want to walk away. But God is greater than anything that we could ever face. And I want you to know that even though Peter fell short, Christ Jesus for his resurrection said, tell my disciples and Peter. You know, he was calling you and I. He was calling us back into the fold. Paul put it like this, when I want to do good, evil is always present. Peter wanted to do the right thing, but yet he got weak just for a moment, and he and tried to walk away. But, oh, 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 I think so much as they said, it's like fire, that desire, your love, your commitment. It's like fire that shut up in your bone that you just can't deny. You listen to this program today because you just can't deny. You listen to the things that God has for you to do because you just can't deny the feeling that you have for him because that's that faith, that faith that's such a thing, hope for, amen, and the evidence of things not seen. I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but God knows. And guess what? If God be for you, who could be against you? I encourage you today to let God work things out of your life. I encourage you today to be patient in your prayer life, be committed in your prayer life, and be steadfast and unmovable in your prayer life. Now, prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. Prayer is our relationship with our Heavenly Father. We don't know what the outcome will be, but he knows. And guess what? We can be uh, we can have this confidence that he that have started a good work in us shall complete it until the day of salvation, that we have this confidence. You know, I normally have guests on the program each, uh, sailing on Saturday morning from 8 to 9. We don't have any guests this morning, but our calling number is 310-982-4126. You two can call into the program at the allotted time. You can call in now. You can call in when we have a guest. And uh, just voice your opinion, give your uh, comments regarding the show, or even ask our guests uh, some things that they may be talking about. And uh, and I will encourage you to go back to our archive section on Blog Talk Radio, listen to some of our past shows. Uh, and, and let me tell you, I encourage myself. I listen to them, and I said, man, I, I missed that when we was talking, but I hear what they what the spirit is saying now, and I can receive what they're saying. You know, in the midst of a uh, Gun violence. We had a a, a guest on here, uh, the next generation, where they were uh, protesting uh, police violence, and he was giving us some ends and outs on it, and how to uh, handle ourselves when we get stopped by police, and how to conduct ourselves. A lot of times, our young men and women, we get a little frustrated with the police officers, and we understand. 
You know, I've been involved in that police was stopping. I've been, and I was scared, man. I don't know what to do. Police come up to me with his hand in his, on his gun, looking, peeping in my car. And I'm trying, I said, I, I put both hands on the steering wheel and don't move. Then he said, now reach over there. Uh, you know, say, where's your ID? And you say, hey, my ID is over in my glove compartment. Uh, can I get it? Oh, yes, but you better move slow. <laughs> you know, you don't know if this, this officer going to shoot you or drag you out the car and beat you down, you know. But, you know, your face is in the hands of God and the officer. Amen. And if God be for you, who can be against you? And that's something our guest was telling us about, how to conduct ourselves. But you do have rights. You do have rights. But I want you to address your rights in a in a legal fashion and and with clarity, and you know, and just don't get all belligerent with with them talking to you. And I know it gets frustrating. Sometimes you may have friends with you that wants to be uh, belligerent and, and wants to be argumentative, and you have to kind of keep them in check because your life is in danger too. You know, they're not going to just arrest your friend. They're going to lock you up, too, if it's a call, because they don't want to see your friend being mishandled and abused. You're going to say, wait a minute, you ain't got to do it like that. Oh, yeah, really? You, too? And then they lock you up. And so that's something that you'll learn from the from some of our past shows. And we had one show uh, on here that uh, that was a part of the outreach ministry, and it was called, uh, it was called uh, what was, it was a, a health ministry. What they was telling you about your health, uh, the health threats that you that you face. It was prior to the pandemic, and they were talking about how the how your blood pressure was up and how diabetes was running rampant and and bad diet and all that affects your health and how you need to keep your health in check to keep your body uh, tuned up and healthy. And they was talking to us about that and that ministry. I really enjoyed that ministry. I liked the technique and the desire that ministry. They said they would go out. Uh, back then, they would go out on a weekly basis into the homeless encampments and, and, and get them hygiene kits and, and if need be, they'll take their blood pressure and they'll talk to them about their health con, uh, concerns and they'll refer them to uh, to a free clinics. And then you have some mobile clinics that will go out and post up at the uh, at homeless homeless encampments and they'll check their blood pressure and they'll uh, get them a quick medical. Uh, evaluation and, and refer them to a free clinic and stuff like that is 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 good and needed stuff like that allows people to know that God is available and God loves them. You know, I think about ministry like that. It just shows the hand of God. I can feed you and clothe you, but I can point you in a direction so you to be fed and clothed for here on in. I can get you involved in a program that may help you to the water you could be. That's why I spend a lot of time at one of our local shelters and I'm encouraging the men to, uh, that this, this is not a permanent condition that they too would get out of this situation. I was involved in a shelter. I went to several different shelters and I used to cry to God, God, why, why, why? Little did I know that he was going to do a turnaround in the same places that I was going. I'm able to refer other men and women to those places there. And they ask me, how do you know about this? And I tell them, and they give you that freedom to, uh, on the inside, that freedom to say, man, I was addicted to drugs and alcohol. The freedom to say, I lived on the street. The freedom to say, I walked away from my family. The freedom to say, I abandoned a job and abandoned uh, uh, life structure. But that freedom to also say, yes, I've done those things. I had freedom now to say, I'm not doing that no more, but I use my freedom as an opportunity to do good to myself, to my family, 
to my friend, to my community, to the job. I use that opportunity to show God's uh, lives and dwells richly in me, being free on the inside. It's more than just words, a group of words. It's a lifestyle. Can you be free on the inside? Will you be free on the inside to live the life that is pleasing to God, a life that allows you to do more than what you uh, profess that, uh, that you believe? What do, you, what do you believe in? Do you believe in your money? you believe in the car? you believe in the house? you believe in your wife or your daughter? Yes, those things are no worry. Those things are audible. But yet, those things don't amount to anything if you don't believe in Christ Jesus. Hebrews 4 and 2 said, For you have heard the good news proclaimed just as we did, but it did not profit you anything. Why? Because you did not have it mixed with faith. You know, you got to believe in that these things are going to come about. you got to believe that the word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. As you start your day, I want you to believe that God has some great things for you to do. If it's doing no more than just being at the house, meditating with God. Because a lot of times we miss the mark because we find ourselves so busy. You know, the scriptures always say that, uh, the scriptures uh, said that Jesus at various times went to a place of isolation went to a place where he could commune with the Father. And I want you to get a place where you could commune with your Heavenly Father, where you can find rest and relaxation in his presence, you know, so you can just lay down all the things that frustrate you, the things that makes you bitter, all the things that hinder you, that you can have a relationship with God. I, I encourage you to continue to listen to this program. I encourage you to continue to be around like-minded men and women. They encourage you to be strong in the Lord. You know, as we do our men's session on a, on a weekly basis, we are in there encouraging each other, iron, sharp, and iron. I'm going to facilitate other groups, but some men, they encourage me. Those men that I see that their lives are being changed by coming together with one another. I see that their lives are being changed by the things that they encounter, how the things that they will overcome. Overcome. I, the guys are telling me about they working, they, they, now they have a job, and now they're looking forward to getting out of the shelter. They're looking forward to being back with their family. They're looking forward to uh, getting their license back. You know, sometimes we take that for granted, man. Some people lost their license, and they, they uh, uh, ID, you know, uh, and then they, they, they recover those things, and they're so happy about those things, man. I said, man, the best is yet to come. How do I know that? Because God. Because God loved them. He shows his he shows favor on them because they could be dead and gone. But yet he let them continue to live on. He let them continue to uh, be all they could be in Christ Jesus. He let them know that he cares about them, that he loves them. You know, and that same love that Christ Jesus has for them, he has for the entire world. So don't give up on people. Don't give up on family, friends, and loved ones. Just continue to pray. Continue to ask God to intervene in their life. Going back to where we started from, how men were saying that their prayers don't seem to be going through. Their prayers are not being addressed. And I want them to know that, yes, these prayers are not coming in your time span and to your uh, uh likeness, but yet they will come. Sometimes God have to prepare things just tailor-made just for you and I. Your prayers is my prayers and my prayers is your prayers. I could pray for your healing, but you got to pray for your healing also. I can pray for your peace, but you got to pray for your peace. And you got to believe that you get that. You got to believe that you're going to be healed. You got to believe that these things are going to work out for you. 
How do you know about these things? By studying his word, by studying the people that God put in his life, seeing how God have raised other people up. And the scripture said that he have no respect for a person. What he done for one, he'll do for another. And God, if you bless Johnny to have a job, I know you have one for me. You bless Mary to uh, be that uh, that desired woman to raise her family and do the best that she can. And Lord, you could you could do that for me, says a woman. You know, the scripture talks about being a virtuous woman. You know, we love that I do a Mother's Day and Women's Program of Proverbs uh, 31 talks about being a virtuous woman, but being a woman of God, being a committed uh, child of God is a, is, a, is a virtuous woman now. Amen. You believe it or not, the lady at the well, she was a virtuous woman because she went and she told everybody about Christ Jesus. You know, yes, you got you got virtue at, at different angles and different levels. Amen. You too, women, could be virtuous women. Yes, in spite of what's going on, in spite of missed opportunity, you may not have been there when your daughters was growing up and because of your lifestyle, and now you're up in age and your daughters have had kids of their own. And now you can still say, hey, baby, I'm sorry I can turn this thing around. And guess what? They'll forgive you. They love you. They want mama to be whole. Amen. And guess what? And then God give you a second opportunity because you could be a blessing to your grandkids. I like to think about God give up you and I, grandkids, to make up for the missed opportunities that we had with our kids. We may have been working too much. We may have been too busy to interact with our kids the way that we would like, the uh, way that they would like for us to do, playing ball with them, taking them to different events. You know, we, got, we made a way for them to go to those events, but we couldn't spend time with them. But now since you have grandkids, you can take them to the park, and you can sit around the house with them, and you can lay on the floor and play little cars or little dolls or whatever it may be with them. The thing that you may have did with your kid, but you just still do it on a regular basis because life was too demanding. Isn't God good? Is a God good? He give you a second chance, and just that second chance to let you know that He loves you, that He hadn't given up on you. You know, and the scripture said, "Hey, cast all your cares upon Him, for He cares for you." God, Jesus, Lord, I cast all my cares upon You, for I know You love me. Thank You, dear Lord, for bringing back to my remembrance that I, uh, that I've been bought with a price. Bring back to my remembrance that I've been uh, that I'm free on the inside. Bring back to my remembrance that uh, that you love me, dear Lord, and that love is shared abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Amen. And I'm saying that there because that love that Christ Jesus had, you got to be sure that love was someone else. You know, and that love is not a, a wimpy love and a, a overwhelming love. That's a love that, hey, uh, it's okay. You're not bothering me. I'm never too busy. Yes, uh, I could take time out. That's love right there. You don't have to tell me you love me. You can show me you love me. But I pick up the phone when I, when you call me. Man, I, I'm calling you too much. I call you at a bad time. No, man, you okay? Uh, what you got on your mind here? Uh, 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 I want to talk to you. Oh, oh, I can't talk right now. Call me later. Just spending some time. Man, you may not be able to talk right there. If you won't call them back, you can get them a set time, and you call them back at that a set time there. I know what it's like. Cause I'm, I deal with men. I deal with situations, and I try to be tell men that I'm dealing with, hey, the same thing I do for you, I want you to re, I want you to do the same thing for me and to someone else. If I'm too busy, I'll tell you I'm too busy, but I'm going to call you back, okay? 
Don't just let my don't just let the phone ring and you know that's Mr. Lewis on there and you're not going to answer the phone. If you're busy, just hit a text and hey, I'm busy. I can't call, talk now. You know, guess what? Because that's our measure of being stable and successful and committed about the things that we are or we're called to do. You know, and it breaks my heart to see men just being restored. Women's are being brought back into a right relationship, and they seem to walk away from the faith. They seem to deny the power that, that restored them. And then guess what? It breaks God hard, too, but he's a loving and a forgiving God. People ask me, say, you've been doing this a long time. You've had a lot of people that walked out, a lot of people that gave up, but yet you still hate it. I say, it's not me. It's God. It's God that dwells. Because I was that same. I walked away from some things. I didn't hide something, but God said, hey, wait a minute. I'm going to show you that I love you. I'm going to show you that the thing that you're running away from and the thing that you deny, that I'm greater than all those things that you're, that you're chasing after. I'm greater. And guess what? He is greater. He's a loving, kind, and generous. He's a king of kings and lord of lords. He's an everlasting father. As I get ready to get off this program, I want to thank you once again for listening to it. We'll be back with you next Saturday morning from eight to uh, eight to eight thirty until we get a get until we get some guests in. The caller number is three one zero nine eight two forty one twenty six. You two call the program for us your opinion. As we get out of here, we have a quick word of prayer, and then I want you to know that God is up to something in your life. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for another opportunity to come before you. Thank you, dear Lord, for giving us a fresh word, a rainbow word, dear Lord. Let us know, dear Lord, that the things that we're petitioning heaven for, that you're working on it, dear Lord. Let us go through the drive of our Heavenly Father, dear Lord. Let us be patient, waiting on the thing that you have for us. And we give you the praise and we give you the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.